Hey, John Lim here. We're back with Moving Forward. This is episode 373, continuing on with our writer series. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, I just started a, a series where I'm speaking with authors and writers from different backgrounds, different genres. And I'm really pleased to have a returning guest, Suzanne Brown, who I've known for quite a while. We've we've connected through Twitter and the Winnie Sun uh, tweet chat community. And you were on my podcast a couple of years ago to talk about work-life balance, a very important topic. But I'm really excited to bring you back today to talk about your writing because you've written a couple of books. I want to really understand your best practices and advice that you may have for, for people who are aspiring to write books. But uh, before we begin, how are you today? I'm great. I'm so excited to be back. <laughs> I'm such a fan of your podcast. Oh, so. I, likewise. I'm a huge fan of you, yours. And, and this is the first, as I was saying before we started recording, this is the first time we've done video. So, so I'm going to let you do a little bit of an introduction for our listeners. I know I, I had you on the podcast a couple of years ago, but for our new listeners and some of our returning listeners, uh, share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Sure. So I will start with, I am a mom and I am based in Austin, Texas. And similar to John, I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Yes. After more than 12 years in the corporate world, I switched over to 100% entrepreneurship. Um, and I had had a side gig at that point by almost like seven or eight-ish years. And I focus on two different areas. I am a um, a strategic marketing and business consultant. And I've done that for literally more than two decades. And I am also a work-life balance speaker, consultant, and two-time author. Wow. I My books are the mom empowerment books, and I am thrilled to be able to say that um, they are both award winners. Oh, so. that's awesome. Fantastic. And, uh, and for our listeners, I'm going to encourage you to listen to our prior conversation. I'll have it linked in the write-up. Uh, where we talk more about Suzanne's career journey, but today we're gonna we're gonna focus on you as as a writer. Um, so uh, you know you've written two books, and uh, talk a little bit about them. I mean, what uh, what was the catalyst for you to take your your expertise, your your messaging, and to put them into book form? So I never thought I would be a writer. I, I will be very honest to say, not not a writer of books. Um, okay. Coming from the marketing background, you do a lot of writing and you naturally do a lot of presenting. That that just kind of comes with the, the territory. And I did a lot of business writing, right? Like that was totally normal in my career. But what really shifted things so that I be so that I chose to write a book, right? So that I became an author mm -hmm. was that in my career, I had um a challenge because when my older son was born, he literally just turned 11 last week. Oh. <laughs> he was born 10 weeks premature. Okay. That kind of changed up my career plan a little bit. And so I negotiated going to part-time, which literally in my case, I negotiated cutting my time in half with my manager. And as you can imagine, I got a ton of questions from more than anyone, the working moms who were either my colleagues or friends or friends of friends or friends of my colleagues. Like I just got all of these questions and to be blunt, it was just taking too much of my time, okay. right? I 
I didn't work part-time so that I could go have a series of coffees because no one wanted a canned email. Everyone okay, yeah. time, right? And so I said, There's, I've got to be able to find a resource, right? Like I have to be able to find a resource to send these people to because I don't have all of the answers here. Let me just find a resource. I'll send them. It'll be great. But when I looked for a resource, I couldn't find a resource. There wasn't available. And originally, my focus was on how do you successfully transition to a part-time role as a professional, okay. right? Like as a, as a working mom who works as a as an attorney, a, a marketer, a um, uh, a an engineer, you know, someone in IT. How do you how do you successfully transition to that part-time role? And so, I started out having these conversations with other working mothers, right? So it about my story. It was about a lot of different stories. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll create this resource. And then literally, as I had several of these conversations, I kept hearing the comment of, you know, I wish I'd had a book when <laughs> I was transitioning. And I was like, okay, I'm writing a book. That's what I'm doing here. Okay. So when you started with these conversations, I, I, I love that story. It, it, it pretty much the need thrust itself, uh, presented itself to you. At the time, did you know that it was going to be a book uh, as you were compiling all this information and having all these conversations? No, I mean, I didn't know if I was creating a website or okay. a, a story series to publish something. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I just wanted to be able to gather other people's stories because I didn't want somebody to look at whatever the resource was that I was creating and say, Okay, well, if I had this many years of experience and I lived in Austin, Texas, and I worked for this kind of company, okay, well, then maybe I could do it too. I wanted them to use this resource and think, okay, I am a professional and I want to be able to transition and I am an attorney. Okay, well, there are attorney stories because I ended up interviewing more than 110 wow. professional working mothers in order to create this, what became a book, right? Right. And then I will say the second book essentially came about because of the marketplace as well, because I launched the first book and to be blunt within like probably two months, I just kept getting all of these communications <laughs> that said, I'm so glad that you launched this book, like yeah. way to go. Yay you. But um, when are you going to write the book for not the people who want part time? And I was like, you know what? You can read the book. There's a ton of tips in there. It, and they're like, but here's the thing. In the title, it says part time. So I'm never going to read the book. Interesting. And so that was really the catalyst for the second book, because there were a ton of tips, but I kind of needed to, I needed to pull things out. I needed to add new things. I needed to kind of, it, it's like I had ingredients for the first salad and then I had like stuff that I wanted to use for the second salad. And then I wanted right. to do things. And I interviewed new people for the second book that weren't in the first book. And I took some things out, you know, I added some things in. And so that's why there ended up being two books in a very similar way. And I will say, I even reached out to my audience to help me create a title for the second book. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. And they still wanted so many aspects of the title from the first book. So you'll see they are, they're very similar in title, 
Um, and, and the cover ended up being similar and one is red and one is um, like an aqua or teal. Again, because I've reached out to my audience and they're like, nope, that didn't go away. I just need to be able to differentiate between them. And so I, I'll say like the red book is for this and the teal book is for this, you know? So, so there is some differentiation and mom empowerment is the consistency, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I would never have thought I was going to be writing two books. Like that was Let's let's talk about that. Uh, so, you know, one of the questions that I that I'm asking a lot of guests is, you know, have you always wanted to be a writer? But you've already said that that was never really one of your goals. Why is that, Suzanne? I mean, is it just something that never occurred to you, or is it just something that um, you weren't interested in? I, I'm really curious about that. You know, it, it it just wasn't on my radar. Okay. Like in my head, authors were a certain thing and it never occurred to me that I could be that certain thing. It wasn't that I was afraid or, or concerned. It just wasn't on my radar. You know, I, on my entrepreneurial journey, I wanted to do more speaking. It, it didn't occur to me that a book can really be a great anchor. Um, I really wanted to be a value and you know, before I started having those conversations and hearing and hearing back from the people who I interviewed, you know, I wish I'd had a book. It never occurred to me that I was potentially interviewing women to be in a book. And so I think it just, it's not that I shied away from the potential. It's that I just didn't realize that I wanted to be able to do it. You know, once, once I wrote the first book, writing the second book wasn't nearly as challenging. I was going to ask, I mean, that's, you're already anticipating some questions I want to ask. So what was the process like for writing that first book? I mean, I, you, you obviously had a lot of great source material. You already had something, which I think a lot of authors would crave, which is your, your reader market. You've identified your reader market and they're telling you they want this, but what was the actual process like especially for you, because you do so many things. Was it difficult to write that first book? So this is one of those moments when I remind people that when you see things that say, write a book in a weekend, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to give you a moment to say, mm, maybe not. <laughs> As someone who was a professional, who had clients, who had a business, who had a young child, and and I laugh and I, I share that when I... Um, I was pregnant with our younger son. So okay. I have boys. So I was pregnant with our younger son and we did the brainstorm for the idea for, for the creation of the mom empowerment brand mm -hmm. on a Friday. And on a Monday, my younger son was born. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So I was in the thick of being a mom yeah. and a business owner. So it took me three years to do the interviews. Okay. So just take that in three years to do the interviews and to do the research, like to, to look into studies, to read the journals, to do all of that kind of stuff, because I didn't want a fluffy book, right? Like I wanted it to be based in, in, in actual data in, sure. in three that had been proven on top of these stories. So it was like a one, two punch. So three years is a long time. And then it took me time because I shifted gears a little bit because I ended up doing a Ted talk. Mm -hmm. And then um, to be quite blunt, I needed to recover from the Ted talk <laughs> because that can take a lot of time and energy. And then I started writing my books. And so 
what worked for me was I wrote for about an hour every day. And during that hour, I wrote roughly a thousand words. Oh, wow. And was that a specific goal that you just carved out for yourself? I mean, how did you go about deciding I'm going to do an hour? And, and, you know, did you think I'm going to have a target of X number of words? What was your process like for planning that? So when I started, I, I had a whole very logical plan for writing my book initially. And I had my outline and, and I was like, okay, I'm totally organized. And I went to, um, I talked to a book strategist, not because he's more of a book coach and I didn't need somebody to hold my hand, but I wanted, I wanted to make sure I was starting off on the right foot. Right. right. And so I went and I talked to this book coach more as a book strategist. We had two sessions together and he's like, I'm so glad that you've done this outline. You're going to just kind of put it aside. We're not going to use that. Really? Oh, interesting. I was like, oh, but I'm so organized in this and that. And he's like, yeah, that's great. I don't care. So you're going to put it aside. And what he actually had me do was use, he had me create a mind map. Okay. And what, and for our listeners, can you share what a mind map is? Sure. So you essentially put your topic in the center. So think about this more as a visual um, trigger and a visual organization of your ideas than like your formal outline. So you put your concept in the middle and then you're going to create a series of lines mm -hmm. essentially around this central idea that then you, you're going to put a one, you're going to want to put like a circle around it so that you can kind of enclose things. Right. Yeah. Then you are going to add lines around this and they are going to have different topics related to this. And then you can continue to go out by extending another line and then putting a circle around that and another line. And so essentially what these, these lines, these end up being, for me, they ended up being chapters. Ah, interesting. So these were additional concepts that I had, but here's the reason why I think this is important. When you write an outline, it is in a very formatted, um, uh, organized thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so in your head, you might think, well, I need to write chapter one, and then I need to write chapter two, and then after that, I need to write chapter three. So what I found when I did the mind map was it helped me stay organized visually. And, and I didn't know this at the time, but that was really helpful to me as a as a writer, as a learner, as a, just that visual um, snapshot really helped, but it took the pressure off of having to write chapter one, then chapter two, then chapter three. And so if, if on one day I wanted to talk about the financial side of the transition to part-time, I could write about it. And then if I wanted to, to write another day about the, um, how to talk to your significant other, I could write about it. Now, now I worked all the way down the chain, right? So you write about this and then jump over here. But here's the thing, because we're all writing on an electronic platform, you can move it around later. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost like so, note cards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so you don't have to, to write it in the order that you imagined it in your outline, because there are going to be days when you want to write about something and there are going to be days when you want to write about something else, right? Like it's, it's oh. just, natural element. Now I will tell you the thing that really made a difference because I definitely can, can suffer from analysis paralysis. Okay. Times. And so, you know, I had this, this mind map, 
which was lovely, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, I would expect no less. <laughs> yeah, and and the the um, book strategist, I was, I was like, okay, so we'll do another session, and he's like, no, you're going to just start writing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Out of your way. You're going to stop this idea of it has to be optimized and whatever. And you're just going to write the book, literally, like let your creative juices flow. And I figured out the reason why I chose about an hour a day is because when I write my blogs, so I write a ton anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Became an an official author. I, I write from, I have a weekly blog. I literally have hundreds of um, of blog posts. And so each one takes me about an hour. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, so I'm just going to shoot for about an hour. It happens that because of my writing rhythm, I cover about a thousand words, more or less. Okay. Right? And so that's why I chose about an hour, um, it, which became about a thousand words. And so I will be honest, like my first book is definitely longer than my second. And, um, and I had even more content in the first book, but instead of going to an editor, as soon as I wrote the book, instead of handing it off to an editor, I actually handed it off to my beta readers first. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Because I wanted to know, did I cover the topics that you thought I would cover under this title? Did I cover them to the right level? Am I adding information that you're like, I don't care about this? Are there things that when you read the chapter, you're like, you know, I really wish you would share a little bit more about this topic. And so I am a solid writer, even before having an editor, I am a solid writer. And so I was very honest and I I, I made it the best that I could personally make it. And I said, I don't want you to focus on grammar unless there is just a glaring mistake. Don't worry about it. Um, I want you to read it for flow, for content, for level of information. And so that helped me reshift things that helped me see like, okay, I, I mean, I literally took out whole chapters. Okay, interesting. But okay, I'm not, I'm not going to use these. And because my concern was I would hand it off to an editor, it would be edited, and then I would hand it to my beta readers and then they would say, this is too much, this is too little, move this here, do this here. And then I have to send it back to an editor. Ah. And then I would have like the final version. And, and I um, was on a little bit of a time crunch because in, in, the, in my case, I write for working mothers, right? Mm-hmm. And the time, there are specific times when working mothers are more willing to be, um, to be open to change. So that is at the beginning of the school year, right? So that's in September. Mm -hmm. It is at the beginning of the year. And interestingly enough, it's around Mother's Day. Okay. Okay. And so, and and even to some extent, maybe it's like the summer starting, but that's around the Mother's Day timeframe. And so I chose to write, um, to have this available right around um, the start of, of the school year. Mm-hmm. And so I had a time crunch. Yes. Like I had to, I had to do all the things that I wanted to do, or I was going to have to wait another several months for the start of the year. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and so everything yes. was pretty much scheduled for you. It sounds like. And yes. So, so I, I really thought about my target. Yeah. 
like, like I asked people, you know, when would you be willing to change things around? And those were the things that, that that's I, so interesting. Like, I, I, I got I, the feedback. I love that you went to your readers first before you even went to yeah. an editor. And I love what you're sharing about the mind map process, because, you know, oftentimes people think of writing as a top-down process, page one to page right. end, but I love the way you looked at it more in terms of the, the visual that you're using, uh, the mind map, almost like a wagon wheel. You've got different components. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think that it, it also helps to, to work with the inspiration that you have in the moment. Right. Right. Some days you really just don't want to write about certain aspects. Now, even if you are, it, whether you're um, a, a nonfiction or a fiction writer, I think this is going to be easier for nonfiction, but even for fiction writing, there might be things that you can really focus on um, setting certain scenes or, sure. um, or doing the research for um, a specific part of the country or, you know, like, like you can work with your inspiration because your inspiration ebbs and flows, mm -hmm. right? Like we are not robots. You know, there were days when I said, you know what, I don't have it in me to write a thousand words too bad. So sad. Like, and I didn't beat myself up. I said, I will just write a thousand words tomorrow and I'll see if I can update, you know, like if I can have a slight uptake, I'll take a little bit more time. So maybe I write 1200 words for the next few days. But it, it, I, I made sure to be consistent. Yes. Because if I let it go for too long, then my, um, my thread was probably going to go. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say that was the other thing that I found really helpful. Before, you know, most of us don't write in a bubble, right? Like we don't just right. write. Right. right. Uh, and you, clearly you did not. <laughs> and, and you have interruptions. And sure. so the thing that was really important was, to finish my thought and literally like my husband or my kids would see me go, you know, like that, that like, just literally give me a second and I would finish a thought. And then if there were a few more things that I wanted to make sure that I included, I'd just include them as bullets. Oh yeah. That's great. That's a great tip. Before I got up, right. Yeah. Like I left my writing spot because if you, it's really hard to find your thread again, sometimes. Sure. Sure. Especially with life, take, life happening in between. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it can take time, valuable writing time to find that thread again. But if you quickly jot down those things, then you're able to see like, oh, okay, this is where I was going. Sure. Sure. You know? Um, and so that, that was a, a really helpful thing that I did knowing that I, I could find where I was and I could still pay attention to my children or to my husband and I wasn't going to like, <laughs> you know, like, like just feel that deflation. Yeah. Of, like, like you just feel deflated if you can't find your spot again. And it's like that first. And it's like, don't be frustrated. Don't feel deflated. You, you can just pick right back up and it will take you a, a, you know, a few beats, but you'll find it again. That's, that's such a great tip. And I just want to, reiterate this because I think this is really important. I mean, you're navigating life. You don't write in a bubble. That's, I, I think those are already two big things, but I love the idea of finishing your thought and just having some bullets so that you can continue that thread. And uh, that leaves room. If say tomorrow gets too busy for those thousand words, you can pick up the next day. Um, yeah. Suzanne, you've already shared some great tips. So I'm going to tweak this question a little bit. We talked about this before recording. And one of the observations you made is that, you know, 
writing a book is not easy and it's not for everyone. So I'm going to ask you this question. What advice would you have for someone who has that inkling that maybe they want to write a book? I, I love what you shared in your story, but it's not necessarily for everyone. We, we know that. What, what would you say is, is a good barometer check as to whether or not you should actually write a book? So the important thing for you to think about is at the end of the day, your book is still a business, mm -hmm. right? So you want to look at it from the perspective of your audience and think about what is it that they need. Mm -hmm. so for example, this content that you are, you know, you're, you're like dying to let this out. Is it better served as a, as a workshop? Okay. Is it better served as a TED talk? Is it um, better to be like a keynote speaker? Is it better to be a book? Is it, is it, are you going to have um, better luck to do, um, to do this content as like a series of white papers that lead you to something else? Mm -hmm. And so don't think about this in a, um, in a bubble and don't think about this, think about your business in a holistic way, right? Like how do all of these pieces go together? Because I will tell you, um, you know, I, I get bombarded with the, um, with the communication about you need to create a, um, a, a workshop mm -hmm. for others. Okay. Um, and that's not going to happen because how am I going to, if they are already limited on time, how am I going to get them to pay for a workshop, which basically just adds one more thing to well, one more thing and one more right? thing for you as well as, already, yeah. as an already busy person. Yeah. So it is for me, it's easier to come at it from the, the perspective of a workshop from a um, that I do for employers. Right. And so my book becomes in some ways a calling card for the content that I've got that I can share with an employer and it's great for those moms who want a reference, like a reference, like they want essentially want reference material, or they're going to, they need a D they they prefer to DIY. Give me all of these ideas and I'll pick and choose the ones that I want. You don't need to pick and choose for me. And so, but I'm not thinking about this from the perspective of this is what I want to give to you. I'm thinking about what do you want in your oh. version? in your, you know, in your filter of this content, right? Like, like when you take a, um, a, 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 when you, when you scoop up content from me, what is it that you want? And so it looks a little different based on what it is that I share. So if you go to one of my workshops, you're not going to get exactly the same material that's in, in the book. Yeah. Because it's, so, it's a different format. It's a different, uh, yeah. different audience and a different learning style. And so I think that that is important to think about for people who want, who potentially want to write a book, because there's so many different ways that people consume content now. I Absolutely. mean, it a podcast series. Yeah, it right? could be a podcast, a blog, and and you've explored yeah. so many of these. I, I absolutely love everything you're sharing, Suzanne. I and just to you know, you know, bounce off of that. I love the fact that your audience came to you and that, that was the catalyst for you to write your book. Speaking of which, uh, and, and this is such a great conversation. Uh, I, I just want to make sure that people know about your books. What are the titles of your two books? 
So the first book is Mom Powerment. Um, it's a bright red book. It's all about part-time. It's um, Mom Powerment, How to Successfully Transition. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm like flaking on my books right now. Um, I'm combining the titles. So it is um, Mom Powerment is the first one, which is red. And the second one is, I'm not going to give the long drawn out titles because I'm realizing that we're running out of time. Um, and the second one is the mom empowerment guide to work-life balance. But, but they're so, all branded under mom empowerment. That's, that's they the are. Thing. And I, and I actually want, this is, this is actually one more thing for you. Yeah, all to, absolutely. Um, your subtitles matter. Yes. Okay. So my subtitles are slightly different, but they help answer why is this the right book for me oh that's great that's right? also really and so great. and so yeah as as i was and that's why i don't want to give like the, the full drawn out right right they are long they are not <laughs> these quick catchy things because they are about the um they answer the question of is this the book that i want to read is this going to give me the information right so Think about, think about that as you create the titles that you do, because that doesn't have to be in the, in the top content, right? Like right. you can do that in your subtitle um, and your top title can, you know, your main title can be something a little more interesting. So consider that. I, I love that advice. And where can our listeners find you, Suzanne? Um, I am all things mom empowerment. So I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Yes. Um, and I also am on um, uh, on Instagram. I've kind of started to shy away a little bit from Facebook. And then you can also find um, my content on LinkedIn. Awesome. So, and we're going to uh, have all of that in the write-up as well as links to your book. Suzanne, I, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to join me, to rejoin me today. Uh, this is a nice reunion to talk about your writing, to talk about your books, and to share some really incredible advice with our listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to, to hear the series and to share it as well. So Absolutely. Thank you. Well, you're Goodness. a big part of it, and I'm just excited. Again, moving forward, listeners, the videos uh, will premiere on Wednesdays, the audio version of the podcast on Thursdays. And I'm going to have links to Suzanne's books as well as our prior conversation because it's a really great conversation at bemovingforward.com. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.